Hello, and welcome to the Financial Emancipation Podcast. I'm your host, Malik Branch, and this is a podcast discussing the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. Welcome back, and happy Friday. Um, You know, it, as the week closes out and we're closing out the month of September, it's really hard to, to kind of grasp the fact that 2018 has just truly flown by. Like, it really has kind of moved really quickly even the month of September it just feels like it was just Labor Day and now we're talking about October the weather has changed it's getting dark earlier and it kind of reminded me of the fact that you know everything is cyclical there's a cycle to life right we if you've been alive you know all this time you've experienced this transition of when of summer to spring I'm excuse me summer to fall Every year, for every year of your life, it's been the same thing. You know when it's coming, you see it, you sense it. And it's second nature to you. You feel it. You you begin to transition your clothes. You begin to grab an extra scarf or grab a jacket as you're walking out the door without even looking at the weather. And it speaks to your instinct, right? It speaks to as as, as much as you've participated in something and you've been able to witness it, you, you you gain a perspective and an insight ahead of time so that you can determine and make decisions because you know what's going to happen. You know, every year you consider when you should, what's going on with your winter coat and your rain boots or your snow boots if you live in a place where there's a real winter. That's something that happens every year. You know, you you think about the winter as it's approaching. You think about your heating or gas. Like you think about these things and it may even be subtly, but it's part of what you what you do because you're used to it and you've developed a habit of it. And because you know what's going to happen, you may not know how much snow is going to fall this winter. But if you live in the Northeast, you can all but guarantee that it will snow. You may not know how cold it's going to get, but you do know that it will winter will come in, in New York, in the Northeast and a coat will be required, scarf, gloves, things. So these are things that, you know, you don't need to know all the answers. You don't need to know exactly how it's going to turn out. But the history has shown you what can happen and the likelihood that it will happen your experience has taught you so you make anticipations and you 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 make decisions based on what you know is going to happen and that's how you deal with the weather and the changes of the seasons and that's exactly the approach that you can take to your finances because for the most part finances are cyclical in that way and they give you an opportunity kind of with the history and with your past and what you already know in order to help you make decisions about what you're going to do going forward. So it's it's the same way that you anticipate that the cold will come because you know it will. It's the same way you should anticipate that emergencies will come and things will come up and you will have car trouble and you will have an issue in, in, within your home that needs fixing and the kids will need new clothes and, and, and you the dog will need to go to the vet. And like, so you can anticipate these things because very rarely when something pops up, is it something that you've never, like you've never heard of, you couldn't imagine, it just could not have ever come on your radar. That's very rare. You may not know exactly what it is, but you can anticipate that something will come. And so I, I bring that up in, for this topic today to kind of ease us into the idea that we are not, uh, this is not something we're totally out of control of. You know, our finances, how we plan for our fi- our finances, the way we make it, the way we anticipate what will happen going forward, the way that we make um, provisions for the future that is unknown 
is not based on like a fantasy. We have a historical context in order to fall back on. We know that, again, as the weather and the seasons change, as do things when it comes to your finances and money. And so there's no reason that we should be totally surprised, not saying that things won't come up, but we should prepare as if we know that something will. And that is why I encourage you to have an emergency fund with a minimum of $1,000 in it that you do not touch unless there's an emergency because an emergency is not a surprise. It's just something that comes up that needs to be dealt with right now doesn't make it a surprise. And so because we know that emergencies will happen, that is why you need to have an emergency fund that has at least $1,000 in it. If it's now September of 2018 and you do not have an emergency fund with at least $1,000 on it, you need to make that one of your financial goals for 2019. And you need to decide and look through your budget and find where you're gonna carve out and how you're going to get that $1,000 to put into an emergency fund. If Saving it is going to be problematic for you or hard for you and you think it's going to take you too long. If you're a person who receives an income tax refund, you need to take whatever the amount that is and put it towards your emergency fund. Having an emergency fund is like having an umbrella in anticipation of rain. It's like having a snow, snow boots and a shovel and a coat in anticipation of snow. It's like having a fan and an air conditioner in anticipation for heat. You don't know how hot it's going to get but you know that there may be a point where the AC may be needed. You don't know how cold it's going to get, but you will need a coat and boots and, and a scarf and a hat. You don't know when it's gonna rain, but you know that there will be rain and you will need an umbrella. So just the same way that you invest in those things in anticipation of something you don't know, you need to invest in uh, yourself and in your own safety by having an emergency fund available. And when you think about it and when you decide that, you know, I'm going to take my chances, it's not really, you're not taking your chances in a way that's realistic. It's like saying, I don't own an umbrella. Unless you live in Southern California where they say it never rains, although it rains there too sometimes, you cannot walk around life without an umbrella. So why would you live life without an emergency fund? Because then when you when when the rain happens or when the emergency comes, it can totally devastate all of the rest of your finances. It can devastate any other plan that you have. If an emergency comes up that you did not anticipate, like a tire blows in your car or you needed a you need a you know a new part in your car, and that comes around, you know, your significant other's birthday where you already have plans to do something, how will you manage that? And in that moment, because you didn't make the sacrifice ahead of time in anticipation of what you already knew was going to happen, you now have to sacrifice something greater, a moment in life with something that's important to you and your partner or a moment in life that's important to your child or something that's really significant and important. And why would you make, why would you choose that? Right now, if everything is going well or smooth, it's the perfect time to invest in an emergency fund. And even if right now things aren't going smooth and you're struggling a bit financially, think of the ways that you can go ahead and, and get yourself an emergency fund. If you are struggling and living paycheck to paycheck right now, that same statement, I'm living paycheck to paycheck, should not coincide with, I am also making luxury purchases. I am also buying things that I don't need. Those two things should not go together, particularly if you don't have the emergency fund. 
you know, the emergency fund is essential. It's essential to your survival. It's called an emergency fund for a reason because it's there to help you through emergencies. And you should not cap your emergency fund at $1,000. That should be your minimum. You know, I have an emergency fund that I just contribute to on a regular basis. The money comes out of my paycheck and it goes straight into that account. And I don't touch that account. It just sits there. And so the good thing about that is I've, I've had expensive emergencies come up. I've had an emergency with my car that cost close to $2,000. And thankfully, I was able to go in and utilize the money that was in that emergency fund and then spend time replenishing it on a regular basis. Because the, the regularity of it is what will continue to have it be replenished. So I say, you know what, let me just go ahead and continuously, automatically contribute to this fund so that I can always be rest assured that if an emergency comes up, I will be able to deal with it. You know, and again, a minimum of $1,000 because for some reason emergencies don't cost $50. You know, but I imagine that a $50 emergency can ruin your whole finance if you are living so tightly check to check, even a $50 emergency can throw your whole finances into turmoil. And think about that. Think about being in a position where you don't actually have $50 to spare, where if you have to spend that $50, you will have to not pay a bill, pay a bill late, go without something else that's important or essential. You don't want to have yourself in those situations and in those predicaments. You don't want to be um, so tightly held to a, a paycheck to paycheck um, financial cycle that you can't, you can't absorb a hit that could come, that could be $50. You don't want to be that thrown off that one, you know, one improper charge to your, your debit card because you forgot to tell, you know, Netflix not to charge this month. Throws your whole finances into turmoil because now you're getting charges and, and all these things are happening because you overdrew your account over a $10 charge to Netflix. It's like, you don't want to live that close. You don't want to be in that position. And just like the seasons, as we know they come and they change because we've watched it, because we've lived through it, we know that these things will happen when it comes to our finances. We know that there are cycles. We know emergencies will come. We know Christmas or holidays will come up where money is, is needed. We know that you know Thanksgiving will come and a big meal will be purchased. We know these things. We live through it every year. It's, just, it's like it, it happens every year the same way, much like the seasons. And much like the seasons, we should anticipate those things that are coming up, be prepared for them, and be able to avoid the traps of emergencies, avoiding the trap of unanticipated costs because we should anticipate it. Again, we don't know how much rain's gonna come, but for some reason, you talk to most people, they have an umbrella in their car, an umbrella in, in, in at the office, an umbrella they carry in their bag, all for anticipation of rain that may or may not come. And mind you, with the weather, we have someone to tell us when it's going to come and we still try to be more prepared than just knowing the day before. So why wouldn't we be that prepared with our finances? Why wouldn't we be prepared in anticipation of what we know is going to happen? We just don't know when and how much, but we know it's going to happen. We should take those same precautions to walk out the door every day with a, an umbrella in the stash as we do to make sure that our finances are not collapsed by one thing that we did not anticipate or one emergency. So just as much as you anticipate the weather, anticipate the emergencies that will come in your finances, be prepared for them so that you can deal with them, manage them and move forward. 
So thank you so much for joining me today. If you haven't already done so, please head on over to Instagram and follow me at Financial Emancipation. Follow me on Twitter at FIN Emancipation. Follow me on Facebook um, at Financial Emancipation. And please join and subscribe to the YouTube channel. I've got a bunch of videos up there. I'm constantly creating content for the YouTube um, channel where I put videos there. I also put those same videos on my IGTV. So if you're following me on Instagram, you get an opportunity to catch those IGTV videos, which are the same that are on YouTube. I've got some really good videos that have sparked a lot of conversation. Um, and finances is something people like to talk about, especially if there's a, an opinion that they disagree with. So um, head on over there, subscribe to the YouTube channel. And um, if you have any questions for me, always, as always, you can email me at Malik, M-A-L-I-E-K, at thefinancialemancipation.com. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I hope you'll be back as we continue to discuss the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. Have a great day.